Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuba, one rental at a time, back with the CEO of Hemlane, Miss Dana Dunford. How are you doing, Dana? I'm great. Thanks, Michael, for having me today. Absolutely. So somebody that's been in the real estate a long time, as I have, we, we go back years. I just, I wanted to take a left turn off our normal topics and talk about Zillow exiting the iBuyer program. You know, A, did that catch your radar or maybe you missed it? And uh, if you did, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, you know, there's this huge thing about um, data and people going out there and talking about, wow, the, the one thing that's unique about Zillow is their data, and then there's an accuracy with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you think? <laughs> right? Um, there's that. Um, one, one caveat I would say just as, a, as a, a founder and someone who's always trying to innovate and make things better mm -hmm. is it's hard. You know, you really do feel for the folks there that were trying to change things, trying to say, is there a better model out there? Now, failure is just part of that process, right? Oh, that yeah. innovation process. And it is one of those things of like, could they have realized that earlier? Did they need to hire so many people and then lay off 25% of the yeah, workforce? That hurts. So there, there's all of that, but you definitely do feel for, for the team and a lot of people um, from that perspective. So don't underestimate that. Like innovation yeah, is really difficult. True. Um, but then, um, on the flip side, you know, I related a lot to rentals, um, and trends. So people always say, Hey, you're a tech platform and people sometimes use an agent, but sometimes they're doing the property management all themselves on Hemlane. Does that mean that they're going to, they're going to fail with this? Right. And I actually have a really strong opinion on that. Um, okay. when you buy and sell properties, mass market, like north of 95%, you mentioned, use a broker. Mm -hmm. so they go it. out and use a broker to help them acquire a property or help mm -hmm. them sell a property. And that hasn't changed over time. The, you haven't seen that change from 1980 to now, even though I myself can go online and do all the research of the rental properties and figure out which one has the best cash flow. And this is the one I want to purchase um, based on um, what metrics I'm looking at. Mm -hmm. um, but that hasn't changed over time, even though I most of that process I can do myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, part of that is it's a really large um, purchase. Part of it has to do with um, the dynamics of that whole process of putting in the offer. There's, there's a lot that goes into it, mm -hmm. but with rentals, it's completely different. When you're actually looking at property management, 72% of rentals are not using a full service traditional property manager. It's basically flipped, right? Yeah. And um, so from that perspective, I do think there's, uh, there is this, hey, should you be forcing a owner to use um, a property manager? Well, a lot of times when they're local, they want to manage it themselves. I don't recommend always managing it, especially if you're out of state, you should be using someone licensed to help yeah. you. But from that perspective, I do think rentals, you can't make the same parallel in rentals as you make in the buy-sell process. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you can just look at trends um, for that. So I'd love your kind of thoughts on that. Yeah, well. no, I, it's, it's funny that a lot of people kind of lean that way. I, and I think you're right. I think, first off, when you're buying a home, you got to remember, there's really two things, right? There's this 95% number I threw out. Um, before we started recording, there's owner occupants who like, that's the one house they'll ever buy. Right. And then there's investors who buy multiple. Right. Um, so there's, there's that caveat. And then there's, you know, when you think about investors, there's the kind of rule of thumb that nobody's going to do it. Like I can, 
right? Mm-hmm. Both save expenses. It was their home. They moved out. Um, it does. It actually shocks me. It's not higher than seventy-two percent. If you were to ask me, I would have thought it would have been over eighty or eighty-five percent self-manage. It's very common. I think most most of the investors in my course, you know, thousands of people strong now. Uh, a lot of them self-manage. It's why I had to add content for self-management because I yeah. don't do it, right? Yeah. I, I only can talk about what I know. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. And and self-management is, um, it's, it's very common for landlords, but buying a home by yourself, you just would, most people wouldn't even fathom buying a house. You don't, you don't have access. You, you don't, you know, the inspections. I mean, I can't, I couldn't imagine somebody signing up for a $300,000 house without, so, because the, the broker's there to give you some assistance, to walk you through the process, to have their relationships, hey, use this inspector, you really should get a roof, you really should do, it's, it's that, it's that protection. So, yeah, I couldn't imagine doing yeah. that without help. Yeah, and, and you see it with the pricing of, you know, when you look at Zillow and um, one of the reasons, and we won't have time to go through all the details, but one of the reasons that the model didn't work for them was this concept of price and really understanding the market. Oh, they, they're, they're fatal error. And, it, and it's amazing that the market was so tight, Dana, that it bailed them out for a year. Mm-hmm. The model that they chose was broken from this. Yeah. The, the only reason they survived an extra year is because they found the one time in my 20 year history where inventory of available homes was a million across the country. Yeah. Yeah, and they were buying wrong. They just were flat out buying wrong. They were yeah. using Z estimates and algorithms that included future appreciation in their model. That's yeah. not how you run a flipping business. Yep. Just, yeah. Just broken. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think when you're when you're purchasing, knowing those prices and making sure you're not bidding way too much of you know hundred thousand dollars fifty thousand dollars ten thousand five thousand over what it should be (laughs) really knowing the market which i know you really emphasize is there in the rentals you it's it's different than the purchase process because you can tell based on how many tenant leads you get Mm -hmm. system if you're over underpriced yeah exactly it's very evident very evident but the buying process is different the buying process when you think you go through it it's like offers are due this day Mm -hmm. right or submit an offer and we'll either decline um or accept it you know based on what market you're in every market works differently right Mm -hmm. but there's that process. Whereas in rentals, like you post it, you see how many tenants come in and it's a much faster process where you, if you're self-managing your property can actually change those prices. Like I've seen situations where someone has put the property too low. And one of the first people who comes in is like, great, I want the place. And I I think it's hot. I can even tell how many contacts are, you know, have inquired about this property. Can I give you $200 more in monthly rent? And like, you know, can we close it there? Yeah. Um, So it's a lot easier to go through that process. And on the buy side, buy sell side, you just really need someone there to help you. And I think that data is really important. So that's where, um, you know, the two, you can't relate them, but there's a lot to learn from that. There's a lot to learn from data and stuff from Mm -hmm. what we saw with Zillow. Yeah. Folks, do yourself a favor. Don't use appreciation in your models. That's that's not how you run a flipping business. I don't care how much data you have. Don't bet on appreciation. Yeah. yeah so Dana, how can they follow Hemlane? And you've given away a, a 30-day trial. Where, where is that at? Yeah, it's www.hemlane.com. 
And folks, in my free course, you have a PDF with 30 days how to use it. And if you're in my paid course, she's done a video series on how to use that 30-day trial. So thank you very much, Dana. Great. Thanks so much, Michael.